Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera. And this is Natasha Amina. And you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Glow, which is a special episode because it's Natasha's last episode as a co-host. Yes, it is. This, this is so weird. You like, and so me real. must never part. What you say? Ain't no mountain, ain't no sea. <laughs> Take my sister away from me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are well, you I saw you um, the last for the year, right? Huh? You said the last for the year. Too, this is right? also the last podcast of the year. So we about to have some fucking fun. I'm like, wait, yeah. I don't know if I'm crazy. Yeah, it's also the last <laughs> episode of the year as well. But I'll be back in January. Y'all see me soon. I'm on vacation. Second, I'm not on vacation. <laughs> I have no vacation time at all right now. And that's a bummer. Oh a bummer um, summer. Just, look, you just being mature. You're being an adult. That's all I miss like being in college and like coming home for winter break mm-hmm. and maybe having like a little, little, like just small little retail job. But like essentially, I don't have to do anything. Like those college breaks where you could just like sleep all day. Ugh, I loved it. Well, I never had that. <laughs> like I remember my freshman year, like everybody in my house, like my sisters were still in high school. My mom had to work. So like, after Christmas, a bitch was still on break, and I would just had the whole house to myself, and I loved it. Girl. Uh. Yeah, I, well, I wish I had that. I guess maybe because I never, my mom purposely used to be like, and I used to think she was such a, you know, she'd be like, well, when you get older, you don't get no breaks. <laughs> no, her ass got up for work. She would get me the fuck up too. And I used to be so to mad. To do what? Like, Exactly. Oh, you got to. She be like, you got to do something. You can't just be laying around my house. Clean up the house and stuff. But it's like, other than that, I ain't no damn slave. I'm on my damn break. You know how much stress I had for the last 12 weeks? I'm telling you. And that's why I tell people to this day, I feel guilty if I have a nap. Like, that was not, or sleep late. That wasn't really allowed, like, in my house. That was like a a big old ass no no, which is a little traumatizing. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) You feel like. You feel like you can't ever just be off. I definitely feel that. Girl. I used to feel like that at my grandma's house. Like, cause she like was like one of them people like that was up at 4 a.m. and she don't let people in her house sleep past nine. It's like, ma'am, my body don't work like yours. I need sleep. Right, exactly. Like I need to rest. Like, leave me where I'm at, you know? So and my thing is, what happened to just letting you know you drag out that time before you gotta get in the real world? Should you encourage that? Right. <laughs> my mom said, "Bitch, she kicked my ass." You getting the hell up out of here? This that shit. This is what life is. Don't ever. She used to be looking at me like vacation. What the fuck you talking about? This is the real life. You don't get no vacation. I you do. Like, and and that it's like no, you do. <laughs> Right, it's It's one of those things that's so crazy to me that like older generations, not everyone, because my mom is definitely like a I need a day off type of person, but like a lot of people from that generation like never take time off, never want to go on vacation, like yeah, absolutely feel guilty about yeah. 
She's wild. Remember that coworker? I, I remember this one time when we worked together a couple of years ago. This is right before the pandemic, right? This bitch probably had COVID. But right before the pandemic, a coworker, we was like working in a close space. And she came to work like dead tired, like dead sick, like super sick, like coughing, sneezy. Like she looked like walking death. You know when you get a crazy, nasty cold and it's just like lay your ass in the bed. Like you just look ugly, you know? Right. Like you look drained. Like you look like, ooh, girl, go to bed. You know? She came to Mm -hmm. work like that on like an admin day. Like not even a busy day, but like an admin day. And I was like, damn, do you hate your household that much that you would decide to come to work and you never take off for work? And we had- I was there for this. No, just me and her. Oh, I know who you're talking about, though, yeah, right? You do. And I, I wound up. I was there for like ten minutes, and I was so aggravated. Yeah, I yeah. called my super. I went up to my supervisor, and I said, "Listen, I'm taking the rest of the day off because such and such is sick, and I'm not trying to be sick." Sharing spaces and shit. Like, and she why was like, what? I said, like, no, she's like sick, sick. So, because like, she really doesn't I said, I don't know what type of time she has left. I'm going to go home <laughs> and I'll talk to yeah. you later. <laughs> like, I'm leaving because I'm not about to sit yeah. here and be sick. Like, that's just not going to happen. And I think, like, afterwards, like, they had sent this thing, like, you have time, use it, da da da. But y'all don't, you're not enforcing it because, like, there's no need to be sick as a dog at work. We are not doing like, we're doing great work, but we're not doing life or death work. Like But even if you are, how how good are you gonna be if you can barely hold yourself up? Yeah, like but that's no. how those generations are, like you said. No, no, no. That's how it was. Like you would damn near die. Like you would have to be on your deathbed before you called out of work. And even then you still felt like you had to give an excuse. I'm sorry I had a heart attack last Thursday. I'll be back on Monday. Well, you gonna be here on Sunday? (laughs) Right, like wait, what? That's crazy. Like that is wild. Yeah, no. I was pissed. I was so pissed. (laughs) But yeah. But how's everything with you? How are you feeling? What's the hot goss? <laughs> What's the hot gossip? What's going What's on? What's the four one one? Um, I don't know. I'm everything is good. I'm done my Christmas shopping. I'm so happy that this year um we collectively decided to just focus on my daughter. And um, of course I'm gonna get my mom something, but and like my little cousins, they I'm gonna throw them some money. But other than that, Oh my god, son, I got him some sneakers. But other than that, I'm not doing I'm not going around shopping for this one, that one. I'm not doing it. I'm not stressed out. Like I don't feel I feel just like, oh wow. It was like my I'm done. I didn't wrap my gifts earlier today. You know, I'm just ready for the holiday season. And I really um want to focus on it being Christmas this year mm-hmm. for my daughter. I really, really want to like hone in on it. So, I mean, we still going to watch um, our Mean Girls that we do every Christmas because that's our little... The Wiz and the Mean Girls, y'all know, I think it's Christmas movies. The Wiz is a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie, though. <laughs> it, it was on Christmas. Not traditional, you know. So, like, but it's yeah, a Christmas for me, miracle. It's definitely a Christmas movie, so we still gonna throw that in there. But I do want to, you know, make things a little bit more 
um, about God. Because that's like the main reason why do I'm you do that? that. What you say? How do you do that? Um, so I know like like I wanted to watch like stuff just about like even though we know that there is no specific day in the Bible where it says Jesus was born, but you know, just watching stuff about that and the three wise men coming and you know, this baby being born in a manger and the whole point of what it's supposed to be like about, mm-hmm. you know, for people that are, you know, religious or whatever. Um, because when I grew up in Catholic school, like it was heavily, it wasn't, we didn't talk about Santa. It was a lot about Mary, a lot about, oh, the gifts that was brought and the star that they followed and, you know, this whole thing. And I just used to be so enamored with the story when I was young. And I don't, I mean, my daughter's in private school, so she knows about that stuff, but I just want to make it our part of our house too. So. Right. I got um, that. What about what about I'm, you, son? I'm good. I'm maintaining. I am relaxing. I'm, well, I'm attempting to relax. I've been doing some decorating, so that's been fun. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to figure life out. <laughs> right. Um, right. I, haven't, I haven't done anything Christmas related at all. Like, okay. I haven't decorated. I haven't put up a tree. I haven't bought any gifts. I just bought myself shit lately. But it's shit that I needed. You know what right. I mean? Right. <laughs> no, no, same. <laughs> like, it's been shit That's that, like, I've been, I've been sacrificing. Y'all don't yep. even know. Bitch been for sacrificing for years. <laughs> and when you think about it, you be like, damn, like, this is so Okay. <laughs> like, so I have been, like, getting things together um but i i don't have too many people to shop for for christmas like my family christmas is really about children so it's not yeah, like yeah. i gotta buy a bunch of people shit um so yeah, i got god kids so i have to pick them up um gifts and i have a nephew but other than that and then like a couple of my friends kids and then you know from there but mm. it's really about children for me. Like, I hate when people be like, oh, what you want for Christmas, bitch? Nothing. Buy these kids gifts. <laughs> like, I buy myself stuff that I like throughout the year. Like, babe, you my man. Right. I want this. I want that. <laughs> but, like, you know, is there a way that you can buy for somebody without them feeling obligated to buy you something? You just got to, like, throw something on them. Like, you can't, like, tell them you getting them something. Who, like me? I'm I mean, in general. I have had people do that, and then I just always feel awkward. Like shit, like damn, I done told you. <laughs> so why do we feel like that? I don't like, know. I don't know. I just feel like I'm a reciprocate. Yeah, like I like to reciprocate things. Like you know, right? But um, yeah. So, but let's get into this little show today because it's just a lot and it's it shit. Is so much it is shit me. happening as we speak. <laughs> but <laughs> um, let's just start with saying that you know we're very happy that Brittany Griner returned home. Yes, um, yes, yes. Despite you all suddenly becoming UN ambassadors and experts, <laughs> and y'all fucking think y'all know everything, like despite that. <laughs> This arms dealer, y'all done left out a, a, a terrorist. You understand how how heavy he was in the military? I'm like, like oh wow, okay, calm down. Mm-hmm. 
Y'all, like, Amer- the day that Americans give a shit about gun control is the day that I'll argue with you people. Like, really just relax. Your cousin is a fucking arms dealer. Right. <laughs> like, right. let's, let's be fucking for real. Let's be for real. Like, I, I can't even get into it because it's just it's mind-boggling to me to to even understand the mentality when y'all get up on Facebook and write thesis papers and be like, so y'all don't even understand. We understand. (laughs) (laughs) And my Tamar voice. We understand. I know, because I see her her head moving in my head when you say it. (laughs) We understand. But we also know, like, first of all, I damn sure didn't even know they had the man captive. (laughs) Right. Y'all didn't even know who the fuck he was five minutes before they released it. Now all of a sudden everybody wants to be up in arms and shit. Like come the fuck. Like girl, shut up. I'm happy that they told myself for a basketball player. Wow, if it was LeBron, y'all would have been selling your grandma. <laughs> Get your grandma, <laughs> right? Like it's exactly. selling dinners while she's on food stamps. Like, Absolutely, cool out. You <laughs> see what the fuck they did when Meek Mill was ass was locked the fuck up. Child, we, the streets and shit. Like he was fucking. Child, God, they was on. Uh, <laughs> they was uh, running Cherry Street up, child. <laughs> Like, come on. In front of the the center. I feel like I even seen motherfuckers in front of the family courts. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm happy for her family, though. Yeah, I'm super happy. And like this post I had posted, you know, said I really um, pray that she gets the mental health help that she is going to need. I have no idea what it's like to ever even be held captive, let alone in another country, let alone while being um, a a homosexual woman that's masculine presenting in a whole nother country that doesn't... Like, y'all think America is the worst? (laughs) It's not. Oh, no, absolutely not. So, like, it's so many layers. And to feel like you were about to spend seven years in a Russian prison, like, I can't imagine... That's so um, crazy because this seemed like it was so many women of color. I guess because I only listen to platforms really with women of color commentating on, you know, having opinions about it. They were saying like, oh, but she knew it was illegal and she did it anyway. I'm and good. you knew what you was yeah. doing. You was going over I don't there. Know. She knew what you was doing. See, the I'm glad the people that I listen to ain't say nothing like that because I probably would have been unfollowing because no, no, no. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wouldn't even be the main people. It's the people that would call in. Oh, call in. Like their viewers and shit was kind of like saying this. And I'm like, I, a lot of shit like, is illegal. What? A lot like, of shit is illegal. I was about to say, bitch, if that's the case, do you know when I was smoking DR or that resort, mm-hmm. you know, a couple years ago, I knew it was illegal too. <laughs> I was doing my thing. Like, and so did, when I was selling my books in, in so college. the resort person that sold you the weed. So. I mean, well, and we so happened to be from up here, which was so crazy. But yeah, and it was trash weed anyway. I'd have been mad about that if I got locked up for that trash. Oh, and, no. It's not even I'd confirmed that it was it. even weed inside the cartilage. It was just a vape. Like, who no. even knows what was in it? Like, But either way, it's like, your son is on child support 
and has back child support and you don't and you support him and that's illegal for you to have a child <laughs> without <laughs> like your son your baby daddy is getting um ssd while he's doing uber so cool the fuck out, bitch. And, and nobody had no fucking you down there applying for fucking food stamps, knowing damn well you, you got some little money, and you charging three hundred dollars for some motherfucking not list, bitch. Right, like come on now, but see that's just what I don't know. People just have pics about what is considered. Um, I don't know how to define a criminality and what's a sin, what isn't. I just hate the whole thing. I'm happy for her. I'm not going to make it a negative thing. I'm very happy for her and her family. I'm glad she got out. Um, Cause I didn't even, I don't think that anybody even know like negotiations were still going on. Cause no, that's like, I you didn't they, I thought they just didn't give a fuck no more. But... <laughs> you no, know, I thought he just said, buy it, says something and it was done. Oh, <laughs> he wrote yeah. a dumbass letter and it was over. Yeah, but I'm glad that they were still working on it, and um, I'm happy she's able to be home. Uh, you Ooh. know, I pray for her, you know, mental stability, and I pray that she's able to get the help that she needs. And you know, everybody, Ooh. let's just be very, very, very careful when we're in when we're in these other countries, because you know. We are in some dark times, but yeah. And people have to understand that Americans are not really liked around Mm-mm. the world. So, like, no, I like that all. Keep that in mind <laughs> and, and, as well. Like, um, yeah. yeah. So just be mindful. But yeah, so happy she's home. Let's get yeah. into um. So Funky Dineva is a YouTuber that me and Natasha both listen to. Here and there. Um, and he has some commentary regarding the Shanquilla Robinson case. And it sparked a lot of conversation online. I wanted us to talk about it a bit. And I'm gonna paraphrase what he said because it was a very long um like a long conversation. So you guys can look it up on Fox Soul. But essentially he was just correlating the fact that a lot of Gen Zers and a lot of these kids that grew up watching reality TV learn conflict resolution from them. And he named like Real Housewives of Atlanta, Love and Hip Hop. And so the fact that for them to resolve conflict is in violence, it may have something to do with um, the representations that they've seen on reality TV. And in mm-hmm. some instance, I would, I would, I feel like the reality shows he named probably not, like at least Real Housewives of Atlanta probably not that because they don't really get physical they just argue Mm -hmm. but i would say like a bad girls club Mm -hmm. definitely i feel like love and hip-hop yeah like his flavor of love like that stuff has definitely um affected conflict resolution in the sense where if you're from an area i guess like where conflict resolution isn't really taught you know, and then you see it perpetuated on TV. I can see how they can be um, affecting your, you know, like how you resolve drama, you know, mm-hmm. and if you have no one to teach you that, then that, that, that could be where you learn to like resolve because there are people that are like, all right, well, that's my friend. I'm mad at her. Let's fight. And then we'll hug it out, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, it's like, no, you put your hands on me. We not. 
Bitch, we never gonna be friends again. Like, <laughs> we will so always weird. have a problem. So many people just I've seen people say, like, you know, I'm mad at her, so we about to just we friends, we cousins, we about to just fight it out and then we just gonna hug and then like no. Right. Like I have two sisters. If we fall at this big grown ass age, we are not hugging it out afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, physically fighting. Like, girl, why would you put your hands on me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. But like, I understood what he was saying, but I also feel like it's a huge blame on to black women when he says that because I feel like, you know, there are a lot of different shows too. Like, we've seen fighting on Jersey. I used to watch Jersey Licious, and them heifers got down. Um, I ain't even heard of it. Ooh, yes. Look Jersey Licious up. If you were into like the style network back in the day. But Jersey Shore, a lot of these shows show this type of um conflict resolution. But I do feel like a lot of the times they like see stuff from like TV and think like, oh, this is how you fix it. What do you think? Do you agree, disagree, or indifferent? Um, yeah, I feel like I I kind of had made a, a reference to it like um a couple of weeks ago when I said which one I don't know if people are um copying what they see done in their social lives and then mm-hmm. it is presented on TV or if TV is influencing how people interact with each other socially. I don't know which one is first. Yeah, but- the chicken or the egg. Absolutely. But I don't, um, I do feel like reality TV plays a big part. I can't blame the people that's on the shows because they're not the ones pushing Mm -hmm. it. Um, They're not the production companies. They're not the ones, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times creating the storylines like that. Even though we do know certain people, Mona Scott, Carlos King, certain people are Andy Cohen, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, some a lot of times it isn't us like um team mom it's a lot of ghetto stuff on here too mm-hmm. um and it was more so white and we damn sure couldn't have a show with a bunch of black women that keeps having babies out of wetlock damn and sure getting locked can. up back and forth and it it's it's just like Hell, the, the, kind of let the, it roll the one black head. girl that was on there she had to get down there engaged in <laughs> before she it's, had another child like it, it's just so crazy to me and i'm like you know i i feel like when it comes to um um what was the second part you were saying about the reality shows Oh, the other thing I feel like, um, I also think, like I said, too, we talked about this before, is also the music. I feel like it's a culture. Like, Donald Trump, I'm not saying he's all of the problem, but I feel like a lot, it was already simmering things, and certain things started to bubble over. You have people being defensive culturally, so you kind of feel like you got to defend your culture, but then you got problems with people in your culture. Then the pandemic had a lot of people home and a lot of shit that's just been waiting to spill out, but it couldn't spill out, and now it's like an influx of it. Um, I feel like a lot of our society is just you know, killing and fighting is just like the norm. It's like the wild, wild west here. Like, it's just... And reality TV plays a part, but that's not the full thing. Schools play a part. Mm-hmm. Education is big. Um, the way people are living, the way they're nurtured is big. Men being yeah. in prison is big. Not having a family structure is big. Living in poverty is big. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, a big thing. Things. And a lot of stuff is like... 
based off of what it is that you're taught, you know, like y'all, I talked about this before about working in child welfare and just knowing that a lot of stuff as far as parenting is learned behavior. There, like people say all the time, there's no handbook to parenting. You just try to do better than before. And I had like the way that I would talk to people and I would have conversations with the parents and some of them would have literally no idea that they were, what they did was abuse. Mm. Like no idea. Even the kids wouldn't have any idea. And I always say a lot of shit, a lot of people got their kids because they ain't never get caught. You know, like how the whole, you know, I told y'all before, I really, I really don't like that in public, um, the yelling and screaming at kids and cussing and fussing, that really grinds my fucking gears. Like to see an adult yell and scream in a child's face and cuss them out like a dog on the street, you know, and where does that, so when that kid is upset, you know, or when you, when parents say, I'm sorry, I was just upset, you know. So now that kid is upset. So now the kid, another kid made that kid upset. So now they cussing and fussing and cussing them out. Or what about with that kid that they cuss and fuss curse out when they mad, they punch people in the face because the adult in their life beat everybody, you know? Mm. So it's just so, it's so much learned behavior. But I will say, I remember I had a falling out with somebody and they were like, oh, let's, um, I, we can go get drinks and meet in person. And I said, hell no, bitch. This is not love. This is not basketball wives. <laughs> bitch, you ain't gonna embarrass me in public. We ain't about to throw drinks in this bitch because you go to jail. <laughs> yeah, like, we are not resolving drama in public. Like, that's just not. <laughs> right. Let's it's not right. even say we did. Like, that's not even. But see, again, I also feel like, too, it's the consumers. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I meant about certain reality shows making me be like, mm, I really want to, like, in my spirit, I don't feel right no more. I'm starting mm-hmm. to feel a little weird because it's like, well, that's why everybody pulls their phone out to record a fight mm-hmm. because they know they're going to get fucking attention. If you didn't get positive attention and people wasn't piping you up and shit, you wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But people will say that and then it'll be, oh, well, look, give Evelyn, you know, people got shirts and sayings and memes and shit because of, yeah, oh, this bitch shaking the table. All that little dumb mm-hmm. shit. And it's like, it becomes a big deal when in all actuality, like, there's real true consequences and things can go real different mm-hmm. in real life. You get like these, and a lot of this, that's why I don't really like the fact that, which we never did get, to but that's fine as far as a lot of these shows are super scripted and it's like and they don't even tell you like um i seen suki hana on funny marco uh interview the other day i i got just found out about him so i was like watching a lot of this shit and she was saying how like oh yeah oh that was fake when i um, made the guy get out the car on the side of the road i don't watch the show so i didn't see the episode mm, but they flashed and showed it and like when they showed it she was like yelling it seemed serious to me like get the fuck out of my car get the fuck out of my car mm-hmm. she was like oh i don't even drive she said as soon as that scene was over i went back into the passenger seat he got a driver's seat we pulled off that's weird to me that's like, crazy that's so fucking even, weird even i had seen um that family the love and hip-hop family reunion show right. and i think that plays a like i saw that um tokyo vanity like she like bopped carly red in the head 
And during the family show, mm-hmm. during the family, re- like you know, they get all the cast members to come together for this like family trip or whatever. So she bopped um, Carly Red in the head, and I watched her live because I follow her on Instagram. So I was like, "Well, what girl? Why you hit her?" And I understood what she was saying. Like you know, these are old ass bitches that are mean and feel like they can bully you. And they can make you feel, you know what I mean? It's hard to be on a reality show when you're not reality. Like, when you're not fake. Right. And she was like, you know, we were cool before I got there. But when we get here, you acting funny towards me. Oh, wow. And I'm not up on the drama. Yeah, and it's like, I get it where it's like, now you have fake drama with me? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, that's weird. So I feel like there's people that play the game and there's people who they cast that show up authentically as themselves and that's where the conflict comes in at. Because some people like to play the game too hard and I feel like, you know... I remember Andy Cohen said this about um, one of the, like, OC housewives, but it was also, like, a way that I, I view with NeNe Leakes. He was just saying, like, one of the OC housewives was on the show from the very beginning to the point where she became a professional housewife. Like, she was scheduling things around her life during the time that it was filmed. She wasn't living. She had story. Like, nobody's life is that dramatic 24-7. You know what I mean? And he was just like, after, like, 12 years, I'm going to let you take some time off and let life happen. Just let life happen. And I think that was the same thing that needed to happen with NeNe Leakes. Like, maybe you need some time off from the show and just let life happen. Right. Because Absolutely. at this point, you don't know what's reality and you don't know what's for this TV show. You know, what's happening in real life, you know? Like, I've even seen where people are celebrating their birthdays later because it's going to be filmed for the show. Like, weird shit, you know? But, yeah, I understood where he was coming from with that because I do see how, like, the big... When I lived in an apartment with all girls, I understood why them girls and bad girls went fucking crazy. Right. And why they would fight. But... Crazy. I was in college, so I couldn't fight the girls that I was living with because there was consequences, you know? So I do see how that tranquility thing could happen because... You girls don't have any consequences, you know? Y'all think it's cute to fight. Me and my friends was like, ooh, fighting is such a dirty bitch thing. (laughs) No, seriously. You know, if somebody attacked you or something, then yeah, but like trying to fight, mm -mm. like, ooh, child, no. (laughs) The ghetto. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's very lowbrow. Like, ooh. And yeah. it's like, how older? Like, we are grown right, women. Right. I'll, I'll say this, at this age. Now, don't get me wrong, because some people can provoke you, and you feel like, okay, if you keep poking the bear, you know, yeah. it's just a natural reaction. Yeah, but... no, I'm not saying that somebody, like, putting their hands on you or, like, trying to take you, for sure, defend yourself. But yeah, the situations and... I can walk away from, yeah. it's yeah. just kind of like, you know, you. well, I'll be honest, you're lucky that I'm mature enough where I can walk away. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Because I know I have other people around me that's not as mature as I am. And I'll be thinking, you know what? Instead of people 
highlighting those that are immature and just react. Anybody can just react. Anger mm-hmm. is it's, you know, easy reaction. Being petty. That's those are all low level easy reactions. Oh, you did this to me, I'm gonna do this back. That's all, you know, that's mm-hmm. easy. What's hard is to actually really not retaliate in any way. Mm-hmm. Like not making no comments. Just not being passive aggressive mm-hmm. on social media. Like just letting people <laughs> rock. That just letting, the letting everything just go and just yeah. like, okay, you're provoking me. You're provoking me. Like, but I'ma just let it go. Um, that's hard. You know what I that mean? Very, the, very hard. I definitely think those now that we talking about that Carly Reds and the Nene leaks and all of that, all of those people that's like older, I don't really understand why they're still doing what they're doing. Like it, to me, at some point you should kind of be ashamed at that age that that's something that you're interested in doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't I can't see me saying Mm, all right, let me go on here and act like I'm dating this guy and, uh, you know, then turn around and I'm fighting with this girl and then I'm twerking and then I'm like, I couldn't, I would hope at that age I would not be interested in none of that. And how old is mm-hmm. uh, Tokyo? I think she's in like 26, 27 type age. Yes, I mean, come yeah. on. Like, why are you picking on, like, on. you're, like, 40-something. Like, get it together. But, yeah, I do see where he... I see the correlation he was trying to make, for sure. Right. Because I have people I'm related to that think that life is a reality show. And that no, fighting has no consequences. And that you could just meet up and screw up and just fight and it's going to be a fair one or that somebody's going to break it up or it won't keep happening. I don't, and I feel like people who think like that actually never grew up in a fight or flight situation a lot of the times, you know? Mm-hmm. They just think it's cute. Like, oh, to play to play tough is so fucking cute. Um, speaking of thinking shit is cute. <laughs> to play tough is so fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, Florida Atlanta nurses were fired over this mm-hmm. past weekend. Because they decided to partake in the ick challenge. Um, I'm just going to read this article from Baller Alert. So, four Atlanta labor and delivery nurses are facing backlash for de- degrading their patients in a TikTok video. The now-deleted clip is making the rounds online, showing nurses from Emory University Hospital Midtown describing their icks or complaints for the ick challenge on TikTok. My ick is when you ask me how much the baby weighs and it's still in your hands, one nurse says. One nurse says, when the dad comes outside and asks for a paternity test right outside the room door. Another ick, when you're going room to room between one baby mama and your other baby mama. The hospital issued a statement on Friday condemning the content in a video. We are aware, sorry, of a TikTok video that included disrespectful and unprofessional comments and about maternity patients at Emory Hospital, Emory University Hospital. We have investigated the situation and taken proper actions with the former employees responsible for the video. At no time should, pa- should our patients ever feel they never been treated with care and respect. It continues. Every patient at Emory Healthcare deserves to be cared for by a compassionate, experienced team in a comfortable and safe environment. So, I saw What's the it. it's like things that irritate you. I just I saw this a working like it makes your skin crawl basically. 
Okay. I did I see that's what it was. I'm like, what, what is I this? did see the video though. I did too. And I'll say this. I feel like it's very working in a field that me and you work together is very low brow to do some shit like that. Now, are there things you are a human being and there are things that you experience that can be irritating. But y'all were trying to be funny. And knowing that black maternal um care is very very scarce, very up in the air, like a lot of black women have sh- struggled with um giving birth and feeling like the medical team does not hear them when they're in pain. It definitely triggered me like, damn. Cause I saw this one thing where this woman said, one of the nurses, it was a white woman. She was like, Oh, when you want to have a natural birth, but your pain level is at an eight and you don't only had this. And I'm like, damn. So I can't complain about being in pain knowing that I don't want to partake any drugs. Right. Like that sounds crazy. Like you do realize that sounds so fucking crazy. Like I'm deciding not to partake in drugs. And I'm so I'm supposed to act like I'm not in pain. Yeah, I, I didn't really get that. Like, are you be fucking for real? And I feel like it's very it's just I just would never do that as a professional. Like I would never. Yeah. What did I you think? Know. I mean, I feel like some of it was taken, it was out of, it wasn't that serious to me. The one about asking the baby's weight and all of that, it's like, okay, well, Tishia got fired for saying it. I, I don't, to me, it's just kind of stupid. Like, I feel, I, yeah, I don't ooh. know if they should have been fired, but I do feel like it was disciplinary. I just feel like that was the risk you take when you do shit like that. <laughs> like, y'all are literally, and y'all probably got fired because y'all were playing with company time. That's I was really, going to say, that's where the fuck yeah. you can have, like, you can have complaints, right? Because yeah. it's starting to really start, I'm really starting to realize a lot of things are starting to hinder on freedom of speech, but that's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you shouldn't, but when you are on company's dime, you're representing them, and y'all mm-hmm. at work saying this shit. You shouldn't be at work. You shouldn't be scrubbed up. Y'all can say this. Y'all could have said that in a car. Like, and nobody would have been none the wiser. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. what well, agents complaining about stuff or whatever. But to me, because it wasn't that deep, I thought, I, I didn't like the fact, but I guess that's just me personally. I didn't really like the uh, baby mom mm-hmm. comments from me the black women. And I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, like sister. Like, <laughs> sister. I you, like that's what made me mad. Like, why would you partake partake in that? You know, and that's, what I mean? and that's where you went with it. And then I'm pretty sure I had read a book about Emory Hospital. Like one of the, I read a book, and one of the people worked there. And I'm pretty sure it's like in a black area, a town like Temple. How Temple is, okay, like it's smack dab in the city. So like I understand the type of clientele you're trying to say, and you're it's deplorable to be honest. To sit there and be like, oh, when he's going between this baby mom room and that baby mom room, when the baby just born, he asked for the paternity test. Bitch, yes. <laughs> like, well, my thing is, would you rather he wasn't the fuck there? Yeah, would you? And that would be a problem too. Would you rather he not ask for a test? <laughs> like, mind would your you rather business. He be in the ER because he shot up and some other shit going. Like, like where he's in jail. I'm just confused. Like, I didn't like that part, and it was another part. What was the the other black bitch to something too? Something she about said something weird. 
something about I don't know. Like I just felt like you know <laughs> that whole thing. It was the whole thing was stupid, and I don't like anything. Now I will say this: the one part I really didn't like was the pain one because I don't like. Um, I remember I feel like I told this story on here before where I had. I had gallstones that I did not know. And I wound up having emergency gallbladder surgery years later. But knowing what that pain was, it started Mm -hmm. when I was at Newman. And Newman College is very close to Riddle Memorial Hospital. And if y'all know, you know, because it ain't a lot of us up there, right? And I remember the pain was so bad, I had to get them to get an ambulance to come. Where I stayed at was literally maybe 200 feet away from Riddle Memorial's emergency Mm. department. I could not walk there. I couldn't get up. Oh like, my I God. Was so much fucking pain. I did not know what was wrong with me. And they were like, I'll never forget when they had me on that stretcher and they were saying, well, what's wrong? Well, what's your pain level on level one or whatever? And as the guy was trying to touch me or do something and I was going, mm, he said, it's not, it don't hurt that bad. I'll never forget that. Oh no. Oh, oh, no. Said that oh no. It don't hurt that. But I was in so much pain I couldn't react. Mm-hmm. I just he was like it, he was like, come on, like it was like he was irritated. Mm. Like I was like I was bothering him. Me being in pain bothered Even him. Even though this is your fucking job. Yeah, it bothered him. Yeah, but that's I like think I was making it up or yeah. something. I like I wanted a fucking nurse some shit like that to me when I was like in high school, middle school, something like that. And I had really, really it was a nurse. It was a middle school, I was in eighth grade. And I really back then I used to throw up all the every period I would throw up mm. because I now it's like very scarce if I do that but every period like if it came on when I was at school I would just be like listen call my mama at her job and tell her to fix Uber her permission slip because my mom already knew the drill <laughs> like right, right. send my child home and the nurse was like you can't. When you're out in the real world, people are not going to care that you have cramps. You'll have to work. And I, like, it's, it's every, women have cramps every month and they deal with it. And I'm, like, in pain, Mm -hmm. shaking. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, back then, I used to, like, shake from being Mm -hmm. in so much fucking pain. Like, are you You fucking sick? To say that to a fucking child is fucking crazy. To say that to anyone is crazy. That's why I think, like, you know, be fucking for real and pick a profession. If you are tired, take a break. Because it is nothing about, like, maternity care for you to be like that. Like, oh, yeah, when she asks you how much the baby went, bitch, that lady is delirious. It's crazy. (laughs) Like, you're trying to be smart. It's just crazy to me. Like, I I know at one point... um, when I was working at a particular agency in media, um, a lot of the social workers there were, I feel like they liked being um, gatekeepers of resources. And it would be a lot of, you know, let's say like during this time of year, right, where we're like, oh, we want to give out gift cards and we're going to do that. Oh, they picked and choose who they wanted to give shit to. Mm-hmm. And I would be thinking like, oh, like, you know, we had funding to to carry your whole case load and they would be like mm, no I just gave her she just got a such and such grant a couple a couple months ago like, she doesn't need this. and I used to be like this is like bitch this is like $75 it ain't you, like, it's not $75 it's not and, even if, 
And that's the main, I was about to say, I don't give a fuck if it was 75000 It is not your money and it can't go to you regardless. But it was something about being able to control that narrative. And I feel like with this, with this scenario, it's like people just like to look down on other people. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because I know when I only did nursing for a short time at Newman and um, I worked with this particular girl that, matter of fact, two different girls um, that was going to school to be a nurse, and they both were very racist, like mm. very, very racist. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh man, like so you about to be in a helping field? <laughs> like yep. it's just no way. How can you? But y'all need to vet that better. I blame the hospitals, administration, mm-hmm. and stuff. Y'all need to weed out all those nurses back in the day. Um, what do they call it? That white savior complex that a lot of a lot of white women would get in these professions. Florence Nightingale, social services. What you say? Florence Nightingale. <laughs> I don't know nothing about Florence Nightingale. Uh, she was a nurse. <laughs> oh, was she? Yeah. Yeah, like, but the, it's that it's it was called like a white woman savior syndrome yeah, no, or something. No. Where it's, it's just like, called oh, a savior. Yeah, I want to help, and you yeah. know, even though I know it was women of color in that video, but it just was. Stupid. And I felt like that was like, even y'all just be saying anything just to fit in at work because I y'all agree. y'all just be wanting to fit in so fucking bad and be accepted by the white mm-hmm. white people so bad that y'all just say anything and y'all look stupid. And you think because, oh, I'm a nurse. I'm a different type of black. Girl, we've been nurses since the damn, they done put us on the damn boat. We've been taking <laughs> care of people since we landed. Okay. Right. And be fucking for real. Like, seriously. Like, I think that's like really like the thing with me. Like, that grinded my gears. Because, you know, we have friends that work um, as birth advocates and stuff like that. And this is exactly why they try to say, like, for you to have, yes, your family, but also have another professional there because of right. shit like this. Because that's, baby, I wish you would. It's I crazy. wish you would. And first of all, a whole the whole thing with the paternity test, how about he probably asked because a lot of different hospitals have required a paternity test to be taken before you get to sign a birth certificate, bitch. Yeah, but my thing is, well, that's honestly, I feel like that should be a standard anyway, so we can just eliminate that whole fucking conversation. Let it be a standard, even if we fucking marry. Give them them the shit. I don't even want to hear that. Like, cause I'm gonna be able when it's time for me to get the get that check cut. That it ain't no questions. Hell, you just choosing to not be the fuck. Some, um, That's what I want to do. Some states make you if you want a marriage license. Some of y'all have to um get a blood test. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I don't see nothing wrong with that. I'm sorry. I don't. I feel like anybody that does it's a little odd. I would want you to eliminate any questions in your brain and be like, oh no, I know. Even if you want to be like Drake and get like five different ones because you don't believe the first. No, I meant like to get married, you have to get a blood test. No, I know. I know Uh, what you're saying. Like, my thing is like, just in general, when it comes to paternity wise, do whatever you need to do. Like, whatever you got to do to clear your head. So, because this is something that we ain't going to ever have come up in conversation. I, I feel like it should be mandatory. I always feel like this. Yeah, I feel like Even I would never say, be offended. 
If I was a man, I don't care if I was with the bitch for 12 years, I still kind of want one because it's always those shows and stories you hear about other people that just knew it was their child and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I would want to just quiet them voices in my head and be like, you know what? Let me just, you know, little so we ain't got to do it later either when, when I leave your ass. <laughs> and it's awkward as shit when I go to, because when I'm going to tell my 12 year old, uh, so yeah, can you just spit in this little... T- let me just wipe this uh, Q-tip in the inside of your cheek. No, 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 no. I just got a little experiment. I'm trying yeah, we're to just trying to figure this out real quick. <laughs> you know, me and your mama going through some things. Like, what? It's a little test kit. Ain't nothing major. Yeah, I just think, you know, even with the type of work that I did before, like, did I get annoyed at work? Yes. Was it mo- mostly, mostly co-workers? Yes. But did my clients irritate me? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. It's like, I'm also not going to ever get on the internet and complain about what irritated me. And sometimes it really isn't what they were asking. It's just, I'm a a person about tones. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Everything, like your requests are never like crazy to me. Either I can do the shit or I can't. But my biggest thing has always been tones. Like, watch how you talk to me. <laughs> that has been like, oh, yeah. not necessarily the request, you know, but the tone, you know. The but tone, still. and don't try to, because I, I didn't go through this, but somebody else did, and then they gave me this person. Trying to throw staff person uh, upon staff, putting staff members against each other, yeah, saying that one type of thing. One. Yeah. And little bullshit, and then trying to throw me under the bus or some crap. Like, I don't have time mm-hmm. for that, y'all. Because yeah. you know what? That's going to just make me say, oh, well, I ain't got to deal with you. I'm not dealing mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> That's as simple as that. I'm not I'm not dealing with that, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like if y'all going to do whatever them challenges is, first of all, I wouldn't be doing shit one o'clock where my boss could see me doing Hell it. Hell no, not in a uniform. You messed up. You sitting just at the nurse's station. That was just dumb. You, and that yeah. means y'all been doing shit too. This one is just the one that went viral. Y'all yeah, probably been doing like, shit. Y'all are silly. And yeah. I would never play like that on a company with a company to explain my age. On a public platform? Like there's so many things that's challenged, that's like work challenges, that's cute and funny. Like, um, I don't know if you saw the one that's like, oh, such and such 12 hours. Before their twelve hour shift, this person after their twelve hour shift. Like, there's just so many things, and to say the stuff that y'all said was just goofy to me. It's crazy, but let's see where we at on time. Really quickly, we wanted to reflect on you know this past year. What are we looking forward to in the new year? Because this is our last episode of the year. So, what are some things that you are looking forward to, Tosh Money? Um, the end of the year or for next year? Um, both. Just you know, <laughs> how do you feel about this year? Anything that you have reflected on that you're proud of? Not what you regret. What you're yeah, proud yeah. of? The, the good things. Um, I would say like you know me just um being more honest with myself about what I want and starting to put me first. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm proud that, you know, I'm starting to be a little bit more vocal about like, no, yes, I don't want to go. I don't want to participate. I don't, you know, no offense to everybody for Thanksgiving, but like I was very vocal, you know, um, even though if you check your texts, let's see, boundaries are still lacking, but 
you know, it's a slow progress. <laughs> work in progress. But mm-hmm. um, that's one of the main things. You know, I'm happy that I'm starting to be more into that um, unapologetically. And then also, um, just even though I know I talk opposite, I have to stop doing it because I talk, I feel like worse than things really are. And I notice I do that, but it's because I, that's, I have, it's reasons behind it. But my point is, things have been better, like way better. And I have been enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think about yesterday as much and I don't think about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like live for the moment and really like, like really, really live in the moment, like mm-hmm. at a very basic level, not um, financially or materialistic things or, um, you know, stuff like that. Like I just try to, cause I don't want to be, um, I know, you know, I, I just don't want to be stressed out and worried and anxious about things. Um, I don't know. And I'm, I really do look forward to 2023. Um, even though in you know, a lot of things predict <laughs> the world's going to go left. Um, uh, but they've been saying that forever, right? I was going to so, say, they've been saying that since, uh, <laughs> Y2K, child. Um, right. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> Um, but you know, I am looking forward to just, you know, just continuing to grow and, um, just manifesting that person that I, I want to be. And I feel like I, I'm supposed to be in life. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Tell me about All you. Right. So, um, things that I'm very proud of this year. Um, I have been getting better at controlling my anxiety um, mm. I've been better at um being self-aware, um, having confidence in myself, leaning on my discernment, and also yeah. um not being negative, I feel like, and just being very optimistic and um talking myself down and just telling, you know, being able to know that I deserve good things and good things come to me. And working, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I would say this time and time again, y'all don't know, bitch had some jobs this year. <laughs> and <laughs> I worked my fucking ass off. I've been yeah, able to curate relationships that have helped me um, in the past. I have learned to speak up um, and ask for help or ask for advice um, right. and accept it. You know, I have had um a lot of great things happen i've i've really been blessed this year um i definitely worked hard and the blessings came um tenfold and i'm very happy about that um so this year has been a really good year um i feel like next year you know would be will be even greater um I just look forward to growing um, and being self-confident in myself and my ability and um, to do things. And uh, I just want to say, like, I I always been like the shy person and, you know, just very played the background. And next year I'm kind of being forced to, like, be my full throttle self and do something different. And I'm just looking forward to how all of that is going to play out and being vulnerable and um, transparent and just building upon 
like growing as a person through therapy, through putting myself out there, meeting new people, creating connections through this podcast that I would be doing by myself. But I'm excited mm-hmm. about it. Um, so I'm just excited for all these things to come to fruition and for all the shit I've been doing, like stuff over here, stuff over there, you know, running around with my chicken, like a chicken with his head cut off to start making sense. I'm excited for things to start finally making sense as to, you know, when you believe in God and the universe and everything happens for a reason. So I'm excited for that, for things to start making sense, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see how everything turns out with the podcast. I will truly, truly, like, y'all just don't know. I so appreciate the fact that, um, I know we talked about this last week, but I got to reiterate it. Like, you know, DeAndre for trusting me to, you know, help this, this idea become something that was tangible and that became a daily part of our weeks. And even when I was not fully there, you know, mentally or creatively or just the learning the mechanics of how to, you know, utilize different social media platforms. Um, I don't know. I just really appreciate your patience with me. I appreciate everybody that has always, you know, supported us collectively and supporting me with, you know, me trying to do the YouTube thing and a true crime thing. Um, I don't know. I just this is like a bittersweet moment. I'm excited to see where the direction you go and I can see out cause I already know, you know, um, that is, you are fully capable of taking this to a whole different level. Um, and it, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see how it, everything turns out. Um, and you know, I just really want to thank everybody for, tuning in every week and listening to us and supporting us as a collective. I really do appreciate the support, the letters, the people that retweet and say, you know, uh, how much they like the show that all of y'all that repost us on your stories and stuff. Like, it's just good to know that people do can fully support you. And in my future, you know, I, I can say, oh, okay, well, you know, there are people out there that are can be loyal to, you know, supporting people and really, you know, like fucking with us. You know what I mean? Like, it's not sure. like, no, like we really, you know, really be having stuff to say. And it's not just us that like it. It's other people that right. like it, which is so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. And I love, you know, I love that the people that, you know, that are friends and family listen and like it. But I also love those that um, we never met before that listen every week and have such kind things to say. Um, so hope you motherfuckers stick around. <laughs> but Natasha, as always, like I told you, I, I was already missing with you earlier, but just to reiterate that um, I really appreciate you for taking this journey with me and for um, sticking it out and, you know, showing up on days where you really didn't want to or <laughs> and being nice when I was just being like very anal about things. So I really appreciate you. 
And for you guys, please listen to these next clips. There, You'll be able to see the best and the funniest moments with Natasha. Um, so hope you enjoy. And as always, tune in every week. And I want you on the comments to give Natasha a whole bunch of love. And I hope you guys enjoy these clips. When did you know that you were crazy in love? Or like crazy, act crazy in a, in a relationship? When I broke into his house. <laughs> I said that shit too, that was the. That's when I knew it was too far. You know what? I you just go far. ahead. I don't have nothing to trump that. <laughs> You know, you ain't gotta trump it. I don't you got nothing. It might not be my crazy, but <laughs> when I broke into that motherfucker's house, and this is how you know I'm crazy because if we were together and then we stopped talking, and it was because you know it was somebody around this bitch kept fucking popping up when I would be with him, and I felt like he was still fucking with this girl, so I'm like, you know what, I'ma just fall back. So I did, and I started doing me, and I was like ignoring him, and he was on house arrest at the time. So it was like perfect, because he couldn't do shit. So right. I would just ignore him, I'm doing me, and then after a while, I wanted him back. <laughs> <laughs> toxic. Mind you, y'all, so she's a toxic-ass toxic. cancer. <laughs> so toxic. All cancers are toxic. Don't let, yes. it, don't let them fool you, okay? She's we a toxic-ass cancer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm like, damn, I want my nigga back a little bit. <laughs> it's like four months later. So then I started reaching out to him. So he started avoiding me and shit. So I said, oh, hell no. So I would reach out. He would be like, oh, yeah, tell me, make plans. Not fucking come see me. So I said, okay, he got me fucked up. So I had my car. And one day, he should never told me how to break into his house. And it was a certain way you could get into his fucking screen door. And I, I fucking did it. Mind you, what's the crazy part is, he lived with his mom, his fucking oh sister. Oh, my God. So, it wasn't even brother. his shit. It wasn't even just his shit, girl. And I fucking broke in. Mind you, anybody could have fucking walked out DeAndre. I was on the enclosed porch waiting for this nigga to come home. No, they could have blew your fucking head They could have blew. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I was bold and comfortable. And she, I stayed there for about half an hour waiting. He ain't never show up. <laughs> then I was more mad. I said, oh, this motherfucker's staying out. And they didn't even know you were in the house. Nobody ever knew. The rose wasn't like, <laughs> get you the rose. Honestly, if I can find a way to find a vendor and I wholesale, I'm going to get, I'm going to sell them bitches. Everybody giving them out like Oprah. Yeah, look. Just gift that shit for dust to everybody's Christmas present. I'm going to buy them wholesale. If you got a birthday. Let me know. We, like we said, we're going to put the Just Let It Glow on the side. Yeah. And that's what we mean. We're like, girl, sis, just let it glow. Go home and just let it but glow. When we say let it go, sis, <laughs> leave that nigga alone. You put know that what nigga the in the dirt. <laughs> you know what the fuck we talking about. And pick up that rose. That's what the fuck we mean. <laughs> I forgot yeah. what we were talking about. Oh, some old vibes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, girl, get a rose. Work on your That work. mental health, you won't have no stress. No stress. <laughs> and if that nigga is a source of it, Get rid of them. Period. But yeah. Quarantine or work from home? What you mean, quarantine or work from home? To me, it's a one in the same thing. Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> quarantine or work I'm from home? I read it totally different. I read it totally different. I thought you like, quarantine <laughs> or go to work? I was thinking about smoking. I, didn't, I purposely didn't get high before this. I read it totally different than what I wrote it down. You got to lay off the lid. <laughs> The clock called the kettle. Okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine or going to work every day? Come on now. 
Why are we even asking? But I know, but that everybody else don't know you. Fuck going to work every day. I repeat, I if I could stay home and make millions of dollars, that's what the fuck I would do. I love being home. I like being on my own time. Fuck a lot of people at that job. And all right, all right. Later, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you good. <laughs> it's magnesium. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Well, you sound like you got some good D. That's what it sound like. So if that's what Girl, magnesium makes you feel like, let me give me some magnesium then. That's what yeah, Honestly, like. if that was it, I'll get on this shit like, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Tasha, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's how y'all gonna say animated as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, say how the grown folks business. We've been trying to fucking keep our heads above water this entire mm. time. Everybody is keeping our head above water. <laughs> Make I'm away. sorry, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> When you said it, that's what came in my Ain't we lucky we got him? I ever tell you I hate that show? <laughs> Do you? I fucking hate it. You hate good times? Even good man? I fucking hate that show with a fucking passion. But speaking of bills, so he, apparently there was a bill passed on that bill collectors can now contact you via social media. How the fuck they gonna do that? I tell you one thing, bitch. If you <laughs> if you think that you writ like this job is so important, if you gonna fucking contact me about some care credit on fucking Instagram, <laughs> bitch, I'll beat you the fuck up. But the thing is, I gotta accept a friend request. And I got my block game is heavy. Like I don't be answering. Bitch, shit. I would I report see. you as spam if you think you're about, about to, to get say, on my like, Instagram live and ask me about what no the fuck is you going to do? Bitch, I wish Navian would. Girl, can you imagine somebody on live and then you fucking they tap you tap them in and they like yes? So can you verify the last four of your social and your date of birth? Like, uh, this is an urgent message. My shit ain't even Navian no more. It's called something else now. They sent me. They they called me and said they sold my shit again. It's like it was Nelnet, I think at first. Then it was Navient, and now it's something else. I forget. It was some weird fucking name, girl. Either and I'm way. like, damn, y'all just sold my shit again. Yeah, it's like y'all just keep passing me, bitch. Like I'm a passer. <laughs> like I'm a doorknob. Huh? Look at everybody take turns fucking me over. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can get some money off the you bitch. And <laughs> keep fucking the shit out of me, and I'm like getting nothing from it. Like my exactly. god, bitch. Yeah, that's shit. crazy. I couldn't right, like, like I couldn't bitch, imagine it. The bitch that think that she about to do a good job because I don't answer the fucking phone. And you get on fucking Facebook or something to contact, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I hope that job really. I hope they ain't got workman's comp. That's all the fuck right. I got to say. Real shit. <laughs> like, the like how much? Thing. What do you really think I'm going to do on social media that I didn't do with my? All I'm gonna do. Phone. I'm gonna grind your ass up, and I ain't gonna stop. And I'm a. If you embarrass <laughs> me on social media, bitch, I'm gonna embarrass you, ho. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep your ass on the live, and I'm gonna go the fuck in, and I'm gonna say, bitch, did you pay? Your motherfucking student loans, ho. <laughs> How about does that fucking extra money they paid your ass to come find me on social media? How about you take that, that towards my me? fucking bill? <laughs> Put 
that shit on my bill, okay? That extra that you so fucking concerned. And you per hour to do this nut shit, bitch. Put that on my fucking bill. Cash out on yeah, me. Since it bothers you so fucking much. <laughs> since, since you want to everybody get some gifts. Then. Can we get some gifts? Can y'all uh, y'all understand? y'all got the gift option? And be like, like you want to go? We got on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, like you hype and shit. Like, you want to be super do I fucking owe you the fucking rep money? of the year, <laughs> bill collector of the fucking year and shit. You not gonna own it. People get on my nerves. Yes, I'm so tired you. of this world. <laughs> <laughs> not that I want to harm myself enough. <laughs> I'm tired of fucking people. Like, cause this world is set up for you to fucking fail. Like, I feel like every time you turn around, they build your ass with something. You be like, damn. You walk outside, they be like, oh, you park here? Oh no. You gotta get a ticket for that. <laughs> oh, you wanna get on this bus and then get on that bus? Uh-uh. You gotta pay extra money for that. Oh, you wanna drink some water? You want hot water? Got the tax shit. Like, damn, I can't fucking do shit. You can't even fucking go in the store and know how much you're gonna pay for something. You go pick some shit up and be like, oh, I got $20. That shit is $19.99. But the time you get to that register, it's $22.03. You're like, bitch, I only had $20. Like, you just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Like...